Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to Inside the Clubhouse. Inside the Clubhouse presented by Elgin Volkswagen, where we connect with people. Visit elginvw.com. 312-644-6767. Bruce Levine and Mike Esposito here with you. A few more games till the All-Star break. And uh, the White Sox at home today. The Cubs still in San Diego. And uh, t- taking your calls here, 312-644-6767. question for you. Um, back into the bullpen, do you, you trust that um, that is going to stay strong and healthy? You know, with Morrow's history of injury and his back issues, uh, do, you, do you go in, in, out and get uh, Zach Britton from the Baltimore Orioles? So that's a guy that's available source uh, that I have that uh, knows the Orioles pretty well said that Britain is going to go. He's uh, his last two outings. He's been Zach Britton again, throwing 97 miles an hour, getting people out. It's not a uh, long commitment to Zach Britton. Who's going to be a free agent here. Uh, they were talking to the Orioles about Zach Britton last year, exactly mm-hmm. at this time yep. before they traded for Wilson. Um is that the kind of move uh, that you would be happy with, uh, getting that guy with experience at the back end, the big left-handed arm that can help you down the last two months? Absolutely, and I've I've read about uh, the Yankees as well being a, a possible landing spot for Britain. Either way, he's a guy who who has been a an elite closer in the yeah. bigs, coming back from from injury from an Achilles injury, but he has been pitching and he's been pitching well for Baltimore. Uh, and like you said, he is a, he is strictly a rental. It would not be a right. as we talked about, you know, where you're going to have to trade a million things for him. But absolutely, I think that is much more my speed as to what I'm thinking uh, for the Cubs this year. And this Cubs discussion brought to you by the Chicago Wolves, making big plans for their 25th anniversary. Get your season tickets now. Receive exclusive benefits. Visit ChicagoWolves.com or call 1-800-THE-WOLVES. I, I just think he's probably the right guy. Uh, I, I can't can't attest to how healthy he's going to stay. You know, because of his injury yeah. situation, he's been coming back all year. You know, from uh, the injury that he had last year, so uh, that there's always a risk in that. But uh, you know, uh, do you get a? Are you more comfortable with a bigger trade that's going to cost cost you a lot more for Brad Hand, or are you happy with bringing in maybe a combination of Britain and Soria? in, in uh, sure. deals to uh, solidify the back end of your pen. I'm good with, with either. I mean, I will defer to the uh, Theo Jed uh, brain trust. Of course, if they prefer the, the hand option, because you have him then for another two years, you've got Moro for one more year after this, you have Edwards under control. I mean, your back end stroke, they just re-signed what a two year deal I'm thinking is uh, uh, off the top of my head. I believe that was what they signed stroke to a two year deal. Justin Wilson and all the I one mean, more you, year on Wilson. You got a lot. You got a lot of guys back there. Yeah, which a is lot great. of guys. You and need. you know what? Uh, th- that has really been the strength of the Chicago Cubs this year. If you're looking for a reason why the Chicago Cubs have the best winning percentage in the National League, there's a lot of them, including depth and including uh, John Lester being one of the top pitchers in the game. But mm-hmm. I think ultimately, game by game, 
uh, inning by inning, it's been the bullpen that has kept them there. This hour brought to you by Menards. Save big money at Menards. And uh, let's head out to the phones, Bruce. Uh, to Aurora we go. Jordan is up first on Inside the Clubhouse. Hey, Jordan. Hi, guys. I was wondering, what do you guys think about the idea of trading for Harvey and Iglesias with a trade centered around David Bodie? Because I mean, well, he has got to trade Scooter Jeanette. You think they're going to trade Iglesias <clears throat> excuse me, with contract control? For Bodie, uh, both of those guys, you know, I think I think that's, uh, you know, if they're going to trade Iglesias, they're going to expect a lot more than just Bodie. Bodie's a nice-looking piece and a guy that uh, has played like a real pro, Mike, since he came up. But I, I don't know if you give Iglesias, who a lot of no. people consider one of the top relief pitchers in the National League, for David Bodie. Yeah, and and he's I think uh, he's going to cost. And you know, the Reds have been playing well, but they're certainly they're twelve and a half games out at the moment. I think they will trade Iglesias, especially because uh, Riggs has been such a good manager and using his bullpen so well that they, the Reds have uh, been one of the better teams over the last, what, six weeks? Yeah. Uh, they've played over 500 baseball. They've hurt a lot of good teams like the Cubs sweeping them, sweeping the Dodgers in L.A. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Riggleman is a magician, but... Uh, you know, there, there's going to be some wear and tear on that team where they probably might go backwards, and they're best off trading off some of their big pieces like Iglesias. Yeah, and that might be a, a little bit too of overvaluing your own players. You said, as you said, Bodie is a nice piece, but you're not going to center a trade around David Bodie to uh, to get Iglesias. No, there's no, no he might be a piece you give up, sure. uh, you know, and you don't want to because you, you need those good players. You yeah. know, people are spoiled by the superstar syndrome. For Cub players, you need those good baseball players like Bodie. A lot of teams would like him. I just don't think it's it's a Glacius in a deal for him. You're going to have to give up more. To the south side, we go to Rodney on inside the clubhouse. Hey, Rodney. Hey, what's up, guys? How y'all doing? Today? Good. How good. are you? Okay. Um, you know, a couple of things. I'm kind of encouraged about the White Sox rebuild. A lot of people don't talk about it. But the fact that Carlos Rodon threw 100 pitches the other day. Right. And to be honest with you, I think he's probably the most important piece in that White Sox key they rebuild because he's the only left-hander I think that they have. And they assist, even with all their prospects, they don't have a, a real top left-hander. And I think he's important. And, and then you look at him and Ronaldo Lopez, that's two-fifths of a potential rotation. So moving forward, you will hope that some of the younger pitchers come to um, you know, come to fruition because then you'll have a, a solid rotation. I mean, rotation to build upon. Right, and, and uh, Rodney, uh, you know, just a question for you: You think that uh, Rodon establishing himself takes a little bit of the pressure off of some of those other young guys who are feeling a lot of heat because on that particular day they're being looked at as the ace of the staff? Right, and 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 going into this season, a lot of people shouldn't be paying attention to wins and losses. The fact is, like a guy like Gilalito, I just want him to get 200 innings. Right. I want him to get confidence. I want him to feel like he can go a, a complete season. Appreciate it, Rodney. You know what? Thanks, uh, Rodney. And thanks for your call. Always good stuff from Rodney. Mike, uh, the thing about uh, you know guys like Giolito, quietly, uh, Renteria and the staff have been keeping him out there, even in games where yep. he's out of a little bit, just to get him used to being – Major League pitcher innings in, as Rodney said, get him to 175, 180 innings and make him, uh, you know, the guy that he, we all know he can be out there. Yeah, he's made all his starts, 18 starts. He's pitched uh, just about 100 innings, and that's exactly uh, what the the doctor ordered, I guess, for, for a rookie pitcher coming up uh, or a young pitcher coming up 
trying to get that experience under his belt. Uh, out to Wheaton we go next. Bruce, uh, Scott joins us on Inside the Clubhouse. Hey, Scott. Hey, Bruce. Uh, I got a question for you. I want to talk about the haul Rick Hahn got for uh, Chris Sale and the haul that he got for Quintana. Mm-hmm. When In five years, which trade is going to look better for Rick Hahn? I mean, you know, we're four years, you know, regardless. I mean, did he get more for Quintana than he got for Chris Sale is my question. Well, and, I, I think he might have, but the proof will be in the health and the uh, development of those two guys. Uh, as far as the, uh, the the trade, uh, the Eaton trade, I think that is mm-hmm. that that's even even a bigger deal for me. Uh, you got Dunning, who's gotten hurt, but uh, high prospects for him, Lopez and, and Giolito. Yep. Uh, for Adam Eaton, who's good player, he's been injured, uh, but nonetheless, um, White Sox. He wasn't going to be a difference maker for the White Sox at this point in time. I think. I think all the all three trades are going to work out really well uh, for the White Sox. Patience is what uh, you have to have. It's been frustrating for the White Sox front office and the fan base to watch a lot of the guys get injured as well yeah. this year. Well, and think about this too. I was thinking about this uh, this week uh, as we continue to t- to fawn over Javier Baez, All Star, one of the most valuable players on on the Chicago Cubs team. Here's a guy that I guarantee you that half of our listenership or more wanted to trade up till and including this off season because of the inconsistencies. This is now what year three or four of him being on the major league roster. Right. And it's finally happening. It doesn't happen. You know, Chris Bryant happened immediately. Even Anthony Rizzo didn't happen immediately. I mean, these things no, don't always, he failed miserably yeah. when the Padres, he had a tough time when he first came up in the Cubs organization and, you know, uh, back to being, you know, a star player, but you know, again, uh, struggles continue for players from year to year, as we yeah. see for Bryant and uh, Rizzo this year. Okay, so we're going to talk to Lucas Giolito at 1020. We're going to continue to take your trade talk calls, your calls on the Cubs, Sox, everything baseball, 312-644-6767. Text Mike 6711 as we talk Chicago baseball here on 670 The Score, 670thescore.com. And a quick uh, text question or two, Bruce, from the 708. Eddie Butler's name came up. Isn't Eddie Butler on the 60-day DL? He's in Iowa on a rehab. What is the latest you can tell us about Mr. No, I, know, I don't Butler. hear much about him, honestly. Every time we ask, uh, you know, sometimes there's a roll of an eye. Uh, you know, so I, I, I don't know what their plans are. I don't know how far along Eddie is. I think he pitched pretty well for them, you know, a couple yeah, of times. You know, last year, sure. this year, early. I don't think they look at him as the uh, the answer to uh, any of their their problems, if they they need pitching depth, he he's there and hopefully he'll be healthy. But I don't think they're counting on it. This one makes me chuckle a little bit, only because I just read uh, a John Lester thing about it from the three one two. John Lackey is still out there. Uh, I know uh, Lester was talking about uh, texting with him. Lackey was on his boat. If you think uh, <laughs> barbecuing every night and uh, fishing uh, off the boat and. Uh, Having a, a couple of libations here uh-huh. or there is enough for him. I think he'll be on the next plane and be ready to pitch uh, maybe right after the All-Star and, break. And we've got plenty of uh, trades involving David Bodie via the text line, who is apparently this year's uh, guy that we want to trade yeah, off I, of the Cubs. Well, you know what? They're they're looking at, uh, oh, we we don't need him. You know, uh, he's a good player. And he he's, looks like he's a, a pretty good ball sure. player. But, uh, you know, is, is he going to bring you back an ace? Uh, no. no, he's not. And the last thing before we break, uh, a question about Aloy Jimenez. 
he hasn't faced major league pitching yet. So everyone slow down. Time will tell. What, what do you think about, I mean, he has hit at every level he has been at. I think pitching is a little harder Gotta to stay judge. healthy. Mike just has to stay healthy. You know, if he can stay and he's been hurt, you know, in a couple other stops along the way as well. Yeah. He's got to play a full season. Has to stay healthy. Look, uh, I can call him a superstar in the making. Other people who watch baseball and observe can say what they want. We know he's got the ability to be there, but he's got to stay healthy uh, for a full season so he can progress and and be ready to be projected. Yeah, still the still a second ranked prospect, I believe, in all baseball. We saw though with Yohan Moncada, he was one for for a year there, and you know we have people on. Uh, on the uh, White Sox fan base that want to trade him, get uh-huh. rid of him already. So that's I. Uh, I would give Moncada a little bit more time. Yes. I don't think he's going to be a second baseman. I still think he's got a chance to be an impact player at another position. All right. Well, we will uh, visit with uh, White Sox starting pitcher Lucas Giolito when we come back on Inside the Clubhouse here on the Score. And we are back on Chicago Sports Radio six seventy the Score. This is Inside the Clubhouse. 52 weeks of the year, Saturday mornings, 9 until 11. Bruce Levine and Mike Esposito talking both sides of town, talking MLB in general. And it's a great time of the year. All-star break coming up. Trade deadline approaching. Hot stove, or uh, not hot stove, but trades uh, in the works. People talking about it. And uh, we're keeping you posted on all of it, Bruce. And uh, we are happy to bring in one of the top young pitchers in baseball, White Sox. Right-hander Lucas Giolito joins us on Inside the Clubhouse. Good morning, sir. Thanks for taking some time out on a Saturday morning for yeah, us. Yeah, of course. Good morning. Okay, so you're sitting down with uh, Ricky Renneria. You're sitting down with Don Cooper. Um, it's um, it's a sun- it's Monday morning, and uh, you're ready to take off for your three days. And you're evaluating where you think Lucas Giolito is at during the halfway point, where, where, what would that conversation be like from your side? Um, it'd be an interesting one. Uh, obviously, numbers aren't where I want them to be. I mean, not where anyone wants them to be. Um, haven't really performed up to, um, you know, the goals I've set for myself and, um, you know, how the team wanted me to perform. Um, but on the other side, um, starting to make a lot more progress, especially these last probably like four or five starts. Um, feeling a lot better um, physically, feeling a lot better mentally. Um, just feel more relaxed. Feel like the ball's coming out of my hand better, and feel more in control. So, uh, big learning experience this first half, and I'm looking forward to you know putting some good ones together here in the second. And if we've learned anything uh, watching baseball over the, over the years, Lucas, it's that some guys come up and instantly get it. Other guys, it can take years and years for them to. And when I say get it, I mean you know actually feel comfortable and uh, you know where you know your your talents and your you know ability to manage everything uh, meet up together. And I, I guess you kind of just mentioned it a little bit, but can you talk about forget about the on the field stuff, but just feeling regular and being you know able to. Uh, handle everything in terms of as a professional and not being overwhelmed by, Hey, I'm in the major leagues. You know, can you talk about how that progression has, has worked with you? Yeah. I mean, um, my road is pretty interesting. Um, got drafted, get Tommy John immediately as a 18 year old and then kind of progress up through the minor league system, do really well, get labeled a top prospect. 
um, and then finally make it up to the big leagues at 21, don't perform well at all, um, get traded, kind of like a feeling of, oh, maybe, you know, I, I need this fresh start. But at the same time, it's like, oh, wow, this team's writing me off already. Um, and then feel kind of extra pressure to, to perform well and kind of live up to ex- expectations. Uh, just a lot of factors like that going into it um, that kind of have made these last couple of years a little interesting for me. Uh, but I'm finally at a point where all that kind of stuff's behind me and, and I'm more focused on the here and now and, and what's in store for the future. And, uh, you know, that's throwing a lot of innings and, and, you know, being as successful as I possibly can. Ricky Renneria told me, uh, I think it was about 10 days ago, that um, uh, in, a, in a previous start, you, ca- you came out uh, during the middle of the inning and you were, you were beating yourself up. And uh, he walked over to you calmly and said, look, uh, Lucas, you know, you, you're just wasting some negative energy here. Uh, just sit and relax and get ready for your next inning. You're, you're, you're going you're gonna to do well. We believe in you. You know, um, how, how far does that type of uh, managing go and uh is, is that is that an influence that uh and an, an event that you can learn from and and continue to use uh when you come out knowing how badly you want to do well and knowing in, internalizing it isn't always the easiest thing to do yeah um you know ricky's ricky's given me some uh chances to finish innings go out there um and compete um and it, it means a lot to me that, you know, coming from the manager, coming from the pitching coach, Coop, uh, they have belief in me to be successful, um, you know, to be in the rotation and, and, and go out there and give the team best chance to win on my day. Um, that, yeah, sometimes I do beat myself up a little bit uh, when, I, when I fail or, or when I don't get the job done, forget about something. But, um yeah, I mean, it just it, it means a lot that they're behind me. Uh, my teammates are behind me as well, and I'm looking forward to uh, you know starting to turn some of these things around and, and have some uh, better results. Lucas Giolito, our guest on Inside the Clubhouse on the Score. And uh, speaking of better results, your last time out, uh, Lucas, uh, at Houston, uh, world champs, uh, obviously a stacked lineup. That Now, you guys did not wind up winning the game, but uh, you went into the eighth inning and, and pitched pretty well. I imagine... Dealing with uh, and and competing in a game like that has got to be a good building block for you. Yeah, I felt I felt good that game. Uh, I was able to make an early adjustment. Uh, ended up throwing a lot of sinkers. Um, Smitty and I were working well, uh, pretty much in sync. It was just uh, two pitches that really got me. It was a home run to Altuve and then a misexecuted O2 pitch uh, when he was still bunting for squeeze which was kind of a surprise, but uh, I definitely missed my location there. He was able to get the bunt down. Um, you know, it was just a couple things to learn from right there. Um, otherwise, it could have been a, a super clean outing. But, yeah, I mean, uh, when I'm able to kind of make adjustments uh, mid-game, you know, batter to batter, um, and be able to pitch the way I want to pitch, then, you know, I usually have pretty good results. So I'm just going to keep on that track. So covering your team, I, I, f- I find it interesting because, you know, I've, I've covered baseball for a long time, and uh, the, the closeness of your team and the support uh, that you guys have for each other is kind of uncanny for me, uh, whether it's a veteran like Shields 
or it's a you know a young guy coming up uh, just out of the minor leagues like Polka. There seems to be a, a, a tremendously good vibe for a team that hasn't won a lot of ball games. I, w- I wonder how that's accomplished. Um, I think it's just uh, a group of guys that kind of realize where we're at. Um, you know, it's uh, it's a lot of young players, myself included who are kind of lear- learning uh, all sorts of nuances about the game on the fly at, you know, big league level type stuff. Um, and the veterans um, have an amazing amount of feel to where uh, they're kind of teaching us along the way without, you know, having to, um, you know, reprimand us or anything like that. It's like we're all on the same page and, and just working together and, and trying to work towards one goal, which is uh, to become a championship-type level club. And uh, to do that, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we need to continue to learn, and, and we're all uh, we're all in, in the same boat and, and working towards that together. Bottom of the hour brought to you by Lakeside Bank. For the second year in a row, the top-rated bank in Chicago is Lakeside Bank. S&P Global Intel says Lakeside is number one again among the 2017 banks between $1 and $10 billion in assets. Join Lakeside Bank. It's about time. Uh, Lucas, you, you mentioned Coop and working with him and, and with Ricky and, and the other pitchers there. I wonder how your, your working relationship has changed, if at all, with, with Coop uh, since you got here. Um, I mean, I'd say it's only progressed. We've only gotten closer and closer, you know, more conversations, uh, more times he's watched me throwing the ball. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's been a really awesome time working with Coop these past couple of years and I can't wait to continue to continue to do it. And, uh, you know, even see. when he uh, spits tobacco juice on your <laughs> shoes, is, is it? <laughs> uh, it doesn't happen too often. <laughs> he sang to us last week. We were excited about that. Yeah, he, he put on a singing exhibition. We'll, we'll we'll play it for you. I'll bring it to the ballpark. <laughs> I haven't heard him sing yeah. yet, so I gotta, I gotta well, check that speaking out. Speaking of music, um, just from the fun part of uh, who you are and what you're all about, I guess a lot of people don't get to know it, but you're 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 kind of a musician yourself, aren't you? Um, I, I used to be a musician. Uh, I don't know if you're, what you're referring to exactly, but at least as far as my music experience goes, back when I was in middle school and high school, I played in the uh, orchestra. Yeah, that, that, that's interesting. Uh, are you uh, able to play more than one instrument? Uh, I, I know you come from a, uh, you know, a background where your family's involved in entertainment. So from that perspective, was that something you wanted to do or was suggested? Um, yeah, I played the French horn. Um, I, that was the only instrument I played. I think my mom would have liked to see me play more, but, um, it is what it is. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I played for, man, six, seven years. Um, at one point I think I was first chair in orchestra. So I was kind of the band geek on the side of being a baseball player at the same time. It's a a nice combo. That's fine. Uh, looking looking at uh, what you expect from the second half, do you do you expect them to stop the innings load for you at a certain point? Has that been discussed about skipping in the second half? I mean, you know, you don't have a significant amount of innings, but you've had a lot of time out there and you've had uh, some stressful innings. So from that perspective, the White Sox have always kind of watched out for their young pitchers that – uh, stressful innings and uh, starts are kind of skipped from once once in a while toward the second half. Has that been talked to to you about? As no, we we haven't discussed that at all. Um, right. 
I know, all I know is that last year, I want to say through like 170 innings between AAA and the big leagues. Um, so, I mean, I'm more than well prepared to throw 200. Yeah, and I know that was important to you from the get-go in spring training, the first day we talked to you. Uh, even in uh, at Saxfest, you said 200, 200, 200. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of ingrained in your head. And, you know, it looks like Coop and Ricky and the White Sox have given you the opportunity to go out there and get those, get into the seventh and eighth innings when you can. Absolutely. I mean, that's the goal, especially in the second half is pitch deeper into games. You know, there's been there's been a few games this year where I've come out early and, and really taxed the bullpen. So I feel like uh, the second half I'm going to really focus on uh, getting as deep as I can, giving the team a chance to win and, and you know, kind of letting the bullpen uh, ease up a little bit. Lucas, good luck in your uh, next start, and uh, enjoy the break for those uh, three days. Uh, Well-deserved for everybody, and uh, I'll see you out at the ballpark. Thanks for taking some time out today. All right, yeah, I appreciate it, guys. All right, thanks. Lucas Giolito of the White Sox will be pitching uh, the final game of the first half for the Chicago White Sox tomorrow. And, uh, yes, Ronaldo Lopez today, Giolito tomorrow, and always an interesting guy to talk to, talk a little baseball with, and – I don't know that he's going to get to that 200 uh, based on number of starts left, but he's he's making his starts, uh, and I think we're we're definitely seeing some progress there. Our discussion well, with, uh, you know, as you pointed out, against the world champion uh, Astros, uh, throws seven and a third innings last time out, just gives up three hits, and uh, you know, again, uh, the way that the White Sox handle their starting pitchers, I like it because mm-hmm. even in games where they're not winning. Uh, there's, there's a, okay, you're going out for two more innings, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to try to win this game, but, uh, we want you to evolve as a starting pitcher. You can give up three runs in an inning, come, come back out and put up a couple zeros. Our discussion with Lucas brought to you by Northwestern football coach Fitz and the music city bowl champs host Michigan, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Notre Dame, and more this fall at Ryan field season and single game tickets on sale now. And you sports. This, this is your trade talk central that that is 670 the score and 670 score.com on Saturdays and Sundays. We have baseball shows inside the clubhouse today, tomorrow with Barry and Joe, you have hit and run from nine until noon or beyond usually. So plenty of places to go with your Chicago baseball talk right here on the score. And we will continue to talk trade talk on this show until we're off at 11 when uh, Rosie and Mike uh, take over uh, for another three hours. We are in the missing Rosie formation today, so it will be Hub and myself oh, very nice. from 11 until well, 2. Look so forward to that. Yeah, plenty. A little bear talk with uh, camp opening up for the Bears here in the next week. Absolutely. Some Bulls news as well, and we'll continue, of course, talking baseball at 312-644-6767. When we come back, your trade uh, deadline talks. Do the Cubs need to make that big splash, Bruce? And will Jed Hoyer and Epstein pull that trigger we'll hear from jed hoyer as well from uh, earlier this week talking pitching when we come back inside the clubhouse on the score and as we come back to inside the clubhouse a quick reminder today at ed napleton honda in oak lawn it's the sixth annual uso barbecue for the troops fundraising event one o'clock to three o'clock this afternoon enjoy delicious food support a great cause and visit with our buddy Lawrence Holmes. He'll be out there from 1 to 3. Every dollar raised will help your local USO provide services and support for the troops and their families. This is Inside the Clubhouse. 312-644-6767 is our number. He's Bruce. I'm Mike, and we're here for you weekly. 
Saturday, nine to eleven. Playing the French horn. That's once in a while. <laughs> the first chair. That's you know, and I, I am not exactly Mr. Musician. I love music, but to be first chair in an orchestra, that that's a something. Yeah, you, know, you got to be good absolutely. at it. Absolutely. He didn't seem like he wanted to talk about it that much. No. Um, well, and then he referenced himself as a band geek, so I'm guessing that may be, uh, may be a yeah, uh, sore well, spot for him. His folks, you know, he's from California. His folks are involved in the entertainment business. Yep. So uh, he's, a, I mean, there, there's, there's good vi- uh, interviews when guys come up, and then there's great interviews when guys come up. And yep. Lucas is uh, fantastic. He's a tremendous communicator. It's going to be a, a great vibe for the White Sox if he continues to yep. uh, pitch as well as he did the last time out. And speaking of great communicators, Jed Hoyer was on earlier this week with Bernstein and McKnight. Uh, Jed, always uh, a great interview as well. And uh, he had some thoughts about uh, the Cubs pitching needs as we head to the trade deadline. We have to have as much pitching as we possibly can. Uh, we have some uh, long stretches in the second half without off days and things like that. So, um I think that, you know, we're going to be, you know, talking to a lot of teams about pitching and pitching depth uh, at the deadline. And, um, you know, I think that at some level, um, use availability probably does play into that. The way that playoff baseball is played now, um, you know, you you don't see a lot of seven-inning starts, you know, and uh, teams are going to the bullpen early. And, um, you know, I think that uh, we we sort of um, got away with it in 16 by riding Chapman really hard, you know, but – um, you know, that, that year, it wasn't like we had um, probably the, the necessary depth in the bullpen. And as a result, you saw at the end of the series, we had to be creative. So from that perspective, Cub fans, would you rather see two bullpen guys? Would you rather see Britain and another bullpen guy added instead of a starter that's going to cost you more? Or uh, is it uh, the rotation that scares you the most as far as the depth and the ability to throw five innings, three one two six four four six seven six seven. He went on to uh, talk a little bit about more of acquisitions and uh, the type of uh, pitchers they might want to look at. There's a lot of teams that probably don't feel like this is their year. Um, you know, in particular in the American League, I think there's a the way that that league is separated. Um, I feel like there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to going to make moves just because. You know, the, the, the teams that at the top have kind of run away and hidden from the pack for the most part. So I think you're going to see a lot of, a lot of selling um, out of the American League. The National League is a little bit more balanced. Uh, there are some divisions that have, you know, three or four teams that are, that are in contention. Uh, so I think the National League will be a little bit different. Uh, maybe a lot of teams buying in the National League. What do you take out of that, Mike? I think uh, they are looking for bullpen guys. I think that is going to be their primary focus. That was... Uh, if I'm reading my tea leaves here, that they are they are not well, going to uh, necessarily go out and make a Chapman trade or, or a uh, uh, Quintana trade that they made well, last they, year. They did. I do know for sure they kicked the tires and Degrom as uh, seven or eight other teams have. And why wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, uh, you just have to hear what they're asking for. Don't think there's a matchup there. Okay, just by what the what product the Cubs have left and. That essentially you're going to have to trade off your 25 man roster, which you like a lot. I mean, you mm-hmm. you don't. I mean, we've heard the Machado rumors. That's way down the 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 list for the Cubs yeah. at this point. If there's a team, and this this goes right to our Cubs conversation, I, I think Milwaukee will try to make a big splash, and they have the prospects to do it, and they right. need starting pitching more than anything. Right, but w- w- if you're if you're Milwaukee, the, you're in the, kind of that conversation. 
Well, we need a starting pitcher, but mm-hmm. would Machado change the total dynamic of our team? Would he give us the guy that can help separate us in big games against big pitchers? You know, is this the is this the impact that we have to have here? I, I agree with you. I think it's starting pitching. Yeah, I think uh I think especially because they just signed those outfielders, uh, uh, Kane and Yelich, and you've got Braun out there. Uh, they have Keon Broxton they can deal. They have, they have prospects. Uh, I know, I'm sure they, well, well, here's they're the, here's, looking. Here's the news that the Brewer fans didn't want to hear, and that is their ace, Jimmy Nelson, has been out uh, for a year. They were hoping he'd be back now, okay, right after the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. Um their manager, Craig Council, came out uh, yesterday and said, don't expect to see Jimmy Nelson in a major league game in July or August. So that means that's backed up at least a month for Jimmy Nelson, mm-hmm. and they don't know if they can count on him after that. That means they, they, they almost certainly have to go and get a starting pitcher. They're, they're absolutely, and they, and they have the, the pieces to do so. Yep. They have the window to do so. Right. I mean, they are, they are one of the best teams in the National League. I don't think there's any question so far this year. So uh, does Nathan Avaldi or Jay Happ or Cole Hamels solve that issue? Is that a a piece that you add where you're adding a guy that can give you a six inning or seven inning start from time to time? Not necessarily an ace. I mean, Avaldi is pitched like an ace in some games. Yep. That doesn't make you an ace. No. You know, so you, you give up eight runs in your last start, which was yesterday. Uh, does Happ, who got beat up the other day, uh, who hasn't been great as of late? Uh, do those guys give you that pitcher to match up against the Cubs at the end of the year and uh, pitch you into a division championship? White Sox fans, do you want to trade Abreu and Avi Garcia, et cetera, in the rebuild as it continues? You want to hold on to those guys? Cubs fans, your thoughts as well. Uh, Bruce, let's head on out to the phone lines 312 644 6767. And we start with Ray on the north side. Hey, Ray. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Uh, yeah, I know you were talking about Abreu and Garcia, and my thoughts are that I would keep both of them because you need some type of veteran ball players on this uh, team. And Abreu, you know, if he can't play first base in two or three years, you can always make him into a DH. Well, let me and- stop you right there and say that uh, he'll be a free agent after next year. So do you sign him to an extension? Uh and it's going to cost you twenty million dollars plus a year. Are, are you, are you uh, that uh, involved with him? You think he's that big of a difference maker that you you sign him? Because if not, you have to con- consider trading him because he only has next year left. Okay, but what I would do, Bruce, I would I would keep him anyway. Then see what happens. Uh, maybe next year if this team shows improvement because he's such a good ball player and has an attachment to all the other uh, players on that team. He's like the leader on that, on that franchise in a lot well, of ways. Don't and you have to make that decision in advance then and offer him a long-term extension? I would give him a long-term extension. Yes, I would. I, I think he's, he's worth the money. He's, he's been a terrific ball player for the White Sox the last four years, and we need some type of leadership on this team. And let me ask you a question. What do you think of, uh, Bruce, uh, uh, Daniel Polka? I think this this kid has a chance of, of being uh, maybe a fourth outfielder on a good team, or cause he looks to me like he has a good bat and has some legitimate power. What do you think? Thanks, Bruce. Yeah, thank you, Mike. Uh, Thanks, Rick. Polka is a is a strong left-handed bat. He's not afraid to go up there and hammer away. I don't know what position he plays. I do know that uh, what I've seen of him, I like a lot. 
Mm-hmm. Not afraid to hit. So uh, when you have a left-handed guy with some uh, with some slug ability, uh, I I like it until he proves me wrong. So they'll find a spot for him out there somewhere. Left-handed hitting with pop, yep, uh, still one of the most desirable things in baseball, especially in the American League where you can DH him. I I would agree with that as well. Um, and the Abreu thing is interesting, Bruce, and and we'll get back to the phones in a second. But I I would I would not I, I would lean against at this point doing the preemptive long-term extension for Abreu only because of age and not that his performance has been bad, but I don't know that I, I don't know that I do that. Well, here's the thing you have to decide, Mike. I, I don't think you can be in between on Abreu. I think you have to decide if he's worth an extension. He says he wants to stay with the White Sox. If you offer him a three-year extension at this point at $60 million, uh, is that going to be enough for him uh, does either side call BS on, hey, we love him, we want to keep him, or mm-hmm. him saying, I want to stay with the White Sox? Is that going to be enough to keep him? Uh, would that be the, the the logical thing to do with him at age 31, uh, keeping him past his prime a little bit, but knowing that he's an important piece for you going forward, both in the clubhouse and on the field? Let's get back out to the phones. Bruce on 294, driving safely, no doubt. We find Ben on Inside the Clubhouse. Hey, Ben. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Thanks for having me on. Sure. Uh, just calling about the Cubs pitching you guys were talking about, the Cubs wanting either to get an ace or a reliever. I was, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of them going to get that ace, but I'm not sure what they have in the farm system. I know they're not going to trade off the major league roster. I have more of a feeling like the Cubs are going to wait for Darvish and say, oh, he's our ace that we're going to trade for kind of deal. But, I, you know, I don't know what they got going on what do you I mean do you guys think that they're more likely to go get a release guy I do yeah I do I mean I'm not I'm not saying that they're they're not going to get a starting pitcher but it might be a Matt Harvey uh type guy to go along with a bullpen guy I I'm, I'm all for them adding uh their bullpen has been really outstanding this year but uh at the back end I worry about um you know I worry about Brandon uh, Morrow holding up all season long. I don't like the idea of putting uh, Carl Edwards as a closer. He's dynamic as a setup guy for Mm -hmm. one inning. Uh, Baez has been outstanding. Wilson has had excellent outings. Uh, Ciszek might be the most important and the guy that's really saved them the most. So that bullpen has been very good. The attrition you worry about and the wear and tear you worry about, and that's why you want to solidify that bullpen uh, with a Zach Britton type player. And I've loved what I've seen from Morrow so far this year, aside of some of the, you know, usage things. And that's a, that's entirely a Joe Madden and coaching staff decision. Uh, I'm not certain that that's a Morrow decision at all, but I'm with you. Not that you move Morrow away from the closers role, but if you get a Britton or you get a Soria or one of the guys like that. How about both? Insurance. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you might have enough. You're still going to have to pay a price for Britain, but it's not going to be as significant as if you went out and got hand or you went out and you got yourself um, a starting pitcher, the elk of some of the Mets starters. Southside next, Joe is up on Inside the Clubhouse. Hey, Joe. Oh, good morning. How are you guys doing? Good morning. Good. How are you? I don't, yeah, yeah pose the question in reference to uh, Braille and uh, Garcia as far as the possibility of trading. Uh, actually, I look at the White Sox as only being a team that there's only four balls uh, as far as the position players I would want to keep on the team as it is right now. Right. And oh, that's two of them. You know, where else is you going to find 
a couple of hundred hundred runs driven in from two guys apiece. Well, the problem is that uh, they're free agents after next year, so what do you do with them? Not just that. Is that it's going to come. And, you know, the thing is, is that we look at, at different organizations where they are able to keep valuable ball players, and they make the sacrifices that is necessary to hold on to them. Right. The question... So I, I say this, is that is that you don't replace a hundred runs driven in. I don't care where it is. And, and when you're going out there on the marketplace, you say, well, we can find something better. It's hard to find something better when you already got something at home that's doing it. It's a good point. I, I appreciate it. Uh, and it's Thanks, a well, Joe. it's a well thought out situation when you're, when you want to add a, a guy like, um, Abreu, uh, when you're in the middle of your beginning to run, maybe it's 2020 now, mm-hmm. 2021. But you also have to project uh, where he's at in his career. And is he beginning to show wear and tear? Is he mm-hmm. starting to break down? Is he worth $20 million a year to you going forward? Uh, again, we hear all the rhetoric on both sides. He's important to us on one side. I want to stay with the Sox. But when it gets down, <clears throat> excuse me, to uh, paying for it and uh, living up to it at age 33 or 34, those are different dynamics. Well, you, have to, you have to investigate that. You have to try to project it. And a 310 texter wondering why you think uh, the contract market for, for an aging Jose Abreu would be such that it would cost you something like $20 million a year. Just like uh, the last gentleman said. How many guys average 300, 25 home runs, and 100 RBIs for even, their whole career? Even as the age creeps up, though? For their whole career. But, I mean, again, uh, that's where he is at right now. He's in a, an extreme slump right now over the last five weeks. I'm not talking about this, this slump. I'm talking about overall, if you've got a 32-year-old, and I'm just well, pulling yeah. a number out, Jose Abreu, do you, do you give him 3-60 and 60 for that? I, I mean, it depends on what you think he is. Somebody else is going to do it. Somebody else is going to give him that. Do you think he's the right guy for you at the right time? Or is this an awkward time for him to be mm-hmm. turning 32? Yeah. And is he better suited bringing you back two really outstanding young, talented players again for your rebuild and letting him go somewhere and compete? Out to 43 North we go. We appreciate all the uh, streets uh, and the names. And Bill is up on Inside the Clubhouse. Hey, Bill. Hey, guys. Um. So I want your take on, like, another option here. So everyone talks about, like, DeGrom and Machado and stuff, and it's like, what contender can they go to? What would be the possibility or even the logic of the White Sox, with all of their assets, looking to get DeGrom to kind of set up that Lester kind of deal where he would shore up the pitching staff moving forward into the competing years? Well, two years of controllability is not enough. Thanks, Bill. So you would have to sign him to an extension, and you'd have to put a lot of money forward. Because uh, if you're signing a guy that has two years left, that that's not that's not enough uh, time for you to count him as the leader in your rebuild. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to make a bigger statement than that. Like, we trade for DeGrom under the conditions that he signs a three-year extension. And then you got a five-year pitcher who's one of the top pitchers in the game and then, then, then that's a statement and you don't normally get that from players i mean if you came to the table 
as he's already signed through 2020, if you came to the table with an extension offer now, and I'm just, you know, picking, picking numbers out, you know, 25 per times four, you re- right. but do you want to do that for DeGrom then is the, is the question, you know, when you're, when you're well, knowing, knowing that the marketplace has changed dramatically yeah, out there exactly. and that there were very few, if any deals offered uh, over three years, except mm-hmm. for um, Darvish and one position player. I think that was it last year. They got more than a three-year contract. So knowing that, I would say that uh, that's something that might be more likely for a, a young stud pitcher. Music tells us, Mike, we're out of time. Yeah, and J.D. Martinez, I think the other guy that you were referring to right there for Boston, and, and he's tearing it up for them. And, yes, we have plenty of people to thank. Zach Withers, thank you for producing this uh, program. Thanks to our guest, Bruce. We had uh, Lucas, Lucas Giolito. Giolito and Ryan Dempster. And thanks to you, our great baseball fans of Chicago who make this show and make it drive. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at MLB Bruce Levine. I write White Sox and Cubs on our website every day, 670thescore.com. Mike, a uh, big show for us next week. We go an extra half hour before Cubs and Cardinals doubleheader. Looking forward to that. Absolutely. We'll talk to you then, Bruce. And uh, extra thanks to uh, to our wonderful callers today. We always love to keep this as interactive as possible. Hub Arkish will be here next. Hub and I will be here. We will not be sucking on Saturday suckage because Hub doesn't suck. So Hub will be here and we will talk Bears, Bulls, Cubs, and White Sox with you right here on Chicago Sports Radio. 670 The Score. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.